0: done with diet culture dictating your self-worth are you exhausted from contradictory eating rules as someone who recovered from an eating disorder and i'm a long distance runner and a vegan i really just wanted to leave
1: the idol of calorie counting and weighing behind for good jess taught me how to listen to my body again and not be afraid of what it
0: told me so if you're after tailored sports nutrition Practical truth about nutrition and health. This is the show for you. Get ready for freedom. Get ready to fuel your awesome. What's up, food friends? Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Jazz. And if you're new here, I'm so happy you are here. I am a body bully warrior, food freedom guru, nutrition nerd with a capital R D. Get it for registered dietitian. I am here to help you become an empowered eater. I'm dishing out nutrition fun with a side of science as we learn how to let go of guilt and that all or nothing mentality. I am in your corner cheering you on because I know you have this inner awesome and we just need to fuel it right. We need to fuel it with the right food, the right mental thoughts, the right relationships. I'm here to fuel your awesome with the nutrition info that supports you, empowers you, mental strength training, and confidence that radiates regardless of your body shape. You know you hold an inner awesome, and I know you know this because you're here. You downloaded this podcast, you're listening, you're tuning in. So if you're ready to be the healthiest version of yourself, here we go. Food freedom means food is just food, and you can channel that energy you used to use to obsess about food in your body. Now we take that energy and we can channel it towards serving your purpose, your family, your work, your inner awesome. It's so crazy how there's this ripple effect when we allow ourselves to be the healthiest version of ourselves our family feels it our work feels it girls the world needs it i'm stoked to be in your corner be sure to connect with me on instagram at justbrownrd or check out all my resources justbrownrd.com all right superwoman are you ready to channel that inner awesome we're gonna take it up to the next level let's dive into today's show what's up friends i'm so excited for today i have a super special guest for you guys drea cloak She is a certified holistic health coach, entrepreneur, and founder of the Balanced Body Blueprint. Drea is passionate about helping women gain trust and confidence in themselves so they can claim their power and have sovereignty over their bodies. As a recovering type A personality, Drea has made it her mission to help women release perfectionism, let that stuff go around food and body specifically, and help develop sustainable habits to reach their health goals without restriction while having fun along the way. So I have to tell you guys that is her professional background. And I'm super excited to have her on today, but I've got some personal background with this girl. Drea and I go way back, like all the way back to preschool when we were four years old. I met this girl in my, literally my preschool class. We walked out hand in hand and really have been in each other's lives ever since. Dre, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So I just laughed because our friendship has been through so much. Mm-hmm. We've been through, like, sports, bad boyfriends, bad decisions, <laughs> all of it. And one of my favorite things is, like, we grew up without social media. So there is no documentation. There are literally no incriminating pictures of us anywhere on the Internet.
1: Not on the Internet, but definitely in my garage in a box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. I don't know if I've seen any of those recently. <laughs> Our moms used to dress us up in matching dresses, ribbon dresses. They were sweatshirt ribbon dresses and we would go have (laughs) breakfast with Santa and I have all of those somewhere. Oh,
0: I love that. Not incriminating, just cute. Oh, I want to see those pictures. I also know there's a picture of us floating around when we decided it was a good idea to cut our bangs. Oh God.
1: How (laughs) old were we? Like five, six. Oh (laughs) jeez. No, we were at least in like first grade maybe. Yeah. Because we were at different schools, but then you got grounded from Ninja Turtles and... I got grounded from something, (laughs) probably some show. I don't remember. I I was like scarred from that. I I remember
0: being grounded from Ninja Turtles. But it was my,
1: I think it was my idea because I would sneak into my parents' bathroom and use their cuticle scissors to like snip at my hair. And I'm like, Jess, look what we can do. (laughs) We (laughs) looked awful. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, Yeah, we need
0: to find that picture. Maybe I should use that to like advertise this. Uh, I would love it. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things that, I want, or one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on the show is because one, your Instagram reels are. Like on point. They're amazing. This girl is fighting diet culture and really helping women everywhere give themselves a different narrative. And she's rocking reels. So I just have to say that right off the bat.
1: Thank you. I love your reels. I have so much fun doing them.
0: Well, it's, it's obvious. Yeah. Like I can tell you've got a passion for it, but you've grown this passion, I know, and you have like a history that got you here and a story. So what I'm really hoping is we can unpack that and you can share your journey um, with us along the way.
1: Yes, definitely. I'd love to share that. Um... It's kind of long-winded. So how much to... we're ready for okay. it.
0: I guess you know let's start on like just unpacking. When did you start struggling with food and your body?
1: Yeah. So I was 17, so it was when we were in high school. I stopped playing sports. I don't know if that really has anything to do with it, but that's what happened. I'd stopped playing sports and oh well, I was still on the God Squad. The, oh, the We God had squad. a basketball team, uh AYBL God Squad basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> so I was still doing that. But I had gained 15 pounds between our junior and senior year of high school. And really, prior to that, I was never like aware of my body. I wore clothes and they fit mm-hmm. and then they kind of just stopped fitting. Also, I'm 5'9 and all of my best friends were 5'2 or are 5'2. <laughs> <Right. laughs> and so, like, I already felt different mm-hmm. because I'm so much taller, mm-hmm. right? And so between my junior and senior year, I gained about 15 pounds. And I have this memory of a friend of ours, a male friend of ours, um, when we came back for senior year, like this just came up recently, and he like made a comment about like me eating or something. Mm. And like, I don't know, I didn't recognize that that had stayed with me, but like I just like resurfaced within the past two years. Still a friend of mine, still love him to death, like we're in high school, like yeah. Whatever. But that is when like my parents were like, oh, like eat less, work out more. And it mm-hmm. was like, you know, the zone diet was popular. The special like, K diet. Special K yeah. diet? Yes, I did that. Um oh, me too,
0: like the eat two bowls of cereal. Yes. Then, like, what the
1: heck? Why? Why? Anyways, yeah. so I'm like, I'm not one of those girls who doesn't eat. Let's not, like, but I, you know, South Beach was a big thing. Yeah. Atkins was a big thing. And so I just remember like starting to try all of those diets. I would go to the gym all the time. That was just like part of my life anyway. Right. So I really struggled with that. And I now looking back, I say that I was an overachiever and gained the freshman 15 like a year early. <laughs> <laughs> um But in college, so then like nothing really changed in my body. But in college, like I felt like I kind of like evened out. Like I don't know if I lost weight, Mm -hmm. but I just like felt more comfortable Mm -hmm. in my body. But it was never like where I wanted it to be like in my head. And I was still dieting. I remember doing like Herbalife, you know, those like replacement shakes and maybe like an isogenics type thing. Oh, like isogenics. same thing. Like
0: all the things. Yes.
1: Like, I mean, tried everything, right?
0: Which I just have to like pause real quick. Yeah, go. Part of like what's interesting is some of the struggle really started and dieting entered at a moment you were like probably still going through puberty, right? Yeah. Like body's still changing and that 15 pounds, like what a bummer that our culture labeled that as like made you feel like that was bad. That yeah. was wrong. Like this should be – Not the weight your body carries when in reality you might have just been going through body changes. Yeah,
1: totally. And
0: insert all the diets.
1: Yes, like diet culture, which we'll get to, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So during this time – again. I've always been active. Mm -hmm. Um, I started doing, I think it was post-college, I started doing triathlons, Mm -hmm. sprint triathlons. And so I was training all the time. I had trained for a half marathon. I was working out and the weight still wasn't coming off. Mm -hmm. And my parents, like I was like gaining more weight. Mm -hmm. And my parents were like, again, eat less, like work out more. But then they were like, something's wrong. Like, or like something's like happening there's an imbalance somewhere. Right. And so I kind of like went to different doctors and I did like hormone replacement therapy in my twenties. Like, come on, like, I don't, you know, so all of this to say, I tried a lot of things like for the course of like 10 years. And I would say what I deem my health journey started when I was like 26, 27, I was teaching spin classes at a local gym, six spin classes a week. I had started a new job. I had stopped dating this guy. I would lose use the dating term very loosely. <laughs> <laughs> um, wasn't a great situation. And then um, I had gotten an IUD. Mm. And so I gained like 20 pounds within like probably a month. Um, not exaggerating, like it came on and then my anxiety skyrocketed. I didn't know that I had anxiety before that. I may mm-hmm. have, mm-hmm. but I had four anxiety attacks in a day.
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one in a day is traumatizing yes. and it depleting. I Four? Wow.
1: So Jess can attest to this, but you guys may not know me. I was driving back to work screaming at the top of my lungs, bawling. Oh. Like, and that was my first anxiety attack that I was aware of. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, and during this time, just so everyone knows, like, I was probably dieting on something, right? Like, I was probably just, like, like probably part
0: of who you are. Yes. At this point.
1: I had, yes. And so I knew something had to change mm-hmm. at that moment. And, um,
0: when you were having the anxiety attack,
1: yeah, like post it. Yeah. But I got the IUD out. I have not been on birth control since. Like, I've never done well on birth control. Like, I remember even when we were in high school, I have a specific memory of us being at Dion's. And this was probably anxiety, too. I just, Mm -hmm. like, didn't have a word for it, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I got to go. And, like, I just, like, couldn't, like, hang out. Like, I needed to, like, be Mm -hmm. by myself. So, like, and I was – I had just started on birth control. So, so interesting. But uh, let me think. Okay. Got the IUD out. I stopped – teaching um six spin classes in a week because I like wasn't really working out for myself and that's so huge Mm -hmm. you know to like have that release and when you're teaching
0: it's different it's
1: very different it's different and so I wasn't working out for myself I stopped paying attention to what I was to any diet right Mm -hmm. like and just started trying to like nourish my body Mm -hmm. I started doing yoga breathing Mm -hmm. right And all of this to say, and it's like kind of what we were talking about earlier, all of these changes that I'm talking about, they didn't happen like overnight, right? Like this was in the course over like eight to 10 months. Mm -hmm. I started seeing an acupuncturist. Mm -hmm. So I hadn't had a period in probably six to eight months. Mm -hmm. And I went to acupuncture and that night, my period started. Wow. And I was like, this is magic. (laughs) And I've done acupuncture ever since, big fan. Okay. So I, you know, I wasn't focused on diets anymore. I wanted to nourish my body. I went to acupuncture. I started doing yoga. Um, I got into kinesiology and like breath work and started like cooking for myself. Right. And just like experimenting with different ways of eating Mm -hmm. different dietary lifestyles. And then finally recognizing that I don't have to label anything. Right. I don't have to label how I eat. I can just eat for me. And the world like it's giving you all these rules, right? Diet culture is giving you all these rules. Well,
0: especially if you've grown up in like the diet, like from Special K Mm -hmm. to uh, the other ones you were talking about. I mean, you had a long list, right? It's like, and all of a sudden you're telling me you got to this point where you're like, okay, I can just eat? Like, which is really a novel concept for a lot of people, especially someone with you that had that history, that long history of dieting.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That's amazing. So at what point do you think you actually had this what do you think was the biggest turning point in your health journey that really got you to look at this and like your aha moment?
1: Yeah. So I was in a yoga class and I always set up like in the back corner. It's funny. I went this morning and I was in the same corner <laughs> next to the <laughs> a creature of habit. Um, and there's a mirror to the left of me. And I remember being in a pose. I can't tell you which one. And I looked in the mirror and I saw these like rolls like in my belly and i talked so terribly to myself like the first thought is like ugh, look at these rolls like whatever Mm -hmm. and i caught myself and i had never done that before and i was like no like you do not speak to yourself that way you are in a hot room doing yoga holding poses that a lot of people can't do like you are strong you are capable and it really was like just that little moment, the turning point of how I spoke to myself, how I saw myself, how I showed up for myself. Because for 10 plus years, it was all negativity and hate for my mm-hmm. body and not feeling like I was like good enough, thin enough, like enough period.
0: Like something was wrong with you. I mean, you said that from the beginning where you were taller than the rest of us and it was like, you're just different. Therefore, something must be wrong. Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. (laughs) And what a cool thing, like the fact that you were able to recognize in that moment, like one, you had the thought, but then to be able to say, no, this is not okay. I mean, that's incredible. Where do you think that came from?
1: Spirit? I don't know. God, (laughs) I don't know. Um, it was, Or just like inside of me, like Mm -hmm. just there was a change, you know, because through this whole journey, too, I feel like my spirituality, you know, I'm like a faithful person. Mm -hmm. Um, I love God. And but just like my spirituality has grown so much, even in the past like few years. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, it was a really cool moment. That's a really cool
0: moment. <laughs> oh, and I know so many people can relate to that, being in, being in a yoga class, the gym. Oh, gosh, I just worked out in a gym with mirrors for the first time a few weeks ago. What in the world? I forgot how... Does your gym not have mirrors? No, my gym doesn't have that mirrors. amazing. It <laughs> is amazing. And thank you. Shout out to Bear Canyon CrossFit. You guys are awesome. Yeah, there's no mirrors. And But I know, like... Those mirrors and those moments are super triggering and we get hyper-focused, especially on our flies. And so many women can relate to those moments.
1: Well, also just like comparing yourself to other women, right? Like I've never been somebody who like gains a lot of muscle. Not that I don't gain muscle. Definition, Mm -hmm. right? Well, it's genetic.
0: Like those things are genetic.
1: I can't fix that. You know, my mom is like that. Like her mom was probably like that. And But you're staring at a woman who's like cut. Being like, why can't I have arms like that? Well, you're never gonna have arms like that. Or I'm never gonna have arms like that. Well, and and
0: which like and other women might look at you and say something different. Like one people listening, Dre's hair is freaking gorgeous. And she did walk in. I did that same thing. I'm like, why can't my hair grow that long? (laughs) (laughs) It's gorgeous. I mean, we just naturally do it, I think, as women, but when it comes to our bodies, we take it to this abusive level. Agreed. And like how cool. I just think it's amazing that you were able to in that moment like switch it and kind of switch gears. So where did that take you after you had that moment in the yoga studio?
1: I mean, it's a journey, right? It's not like I like walked out with like all of this confidence, but I definitely like felt better about myself. I had more confidence in myself. I was more aware of the thoughts Mm. that are inside of my head at all times, because I feel like, I mean, there's so many thoughts running through your head at any given moment, right? Mm -hmm. And It's what you do with those thoughts that matters. So I can stop it Mm -hmm. here and, you know, flip the script on it. And so I think that helped a lot in, I mean, for years to come to this day, right? Of, like, I can go down just, like, understanding my behaviors even of, like, if I'm going home to an empty house and I'm eating because I'm lonely, do I really want that snack? Like Mm – or let's address the, like, problem, yeah. right? Or, you know, I am like, Jess, your legs. I have loved your legs since, like, genetic. we were young. It, it's <laughs> like, why genetic. don't my legs look like that, you know? My mom, my things, mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, why don't my legs look like that in shorts? Like be like, Drea, you have long legs Mm -hmm. and you can do a lot with them. Mm -hmm. You know? So the flipping the script thing is super cool and super powerful. And I like what
0: you said about awareness where it like, it started with the awareness. And once Mm -hmm. you were made aware, it just kind of spiraled and you recognized you had power over these thoughts where you couldn't, you could switch them. Like you didn't have to engage. The best thing I've heard recently, I love this. And it was, um, I can't, I do not know who said it, so I don't know who to give credit to. It was one of those, like, memes on Instagram. But it said that our thoughts are like an Instagram reel or a roll. Like, you're scrolling, and you can see an ad for something, and it could trigger you. You have an option. You can click on the profile. You can go look at all the pictures. You can go down a rabbit hole, look mm-hmm. at all the things that upset you, or you
1: can keep scrolling. Totally.
0: And it's like you discovered this ability to keep scrolling in your mind. Yeah. And not engage. Totally. So cool. Yeah.
1: So it's been great because, like, through developing like a more healthy mindset and implementing these healthy habits, whether it's you know acupuncture and like more functional medicine or like, Eastern medicine practices or food or different types of movement, like I've gotten really into like bar and um, spin occasionally because I still love it. All of these habits, like, they take time, and I don't feel like women we want this quick fix. Right. And so I, it probably took me, even though I was feeling better in my body, like a year and a half to like, Mm. really like feel like this is my body own it. I love it, you know, and I call this a health journey and health journeys are always evolving. Right. So like What I'm working on today is different than what I was working on like 10 years ago. I'm sure you feel the same. Oh, yeah. It's never
0: over. Like we never arrive. Yes, exactly. (laughs) We
1: never arrive. And I feel like diet culture really takes us or makes us think that it's like one and done. Mm -hmm. Like you just need to do this now and then you're done. And that's not the case. And so that's a huge, huge mindset shift every woman Mm -hmm. needs to have.
0: It's right. so good. So good. Yeah. Cause you're talking about like the cycle that I think really puts a lot of women in a bind where it's like, do this one thing and buy this, you know, whatever the detox is or the diet, and then it will solve all the problems. And, and this is where like, I, I'm anti-diet, but yet at the same time, I think certain diets can be helpful. But it's our mental approach on how we go up to them. We go to them with insecurity, with body bullying, that they're going to be a quick fix instead of like this posture of curiosity and going, okay, what can I learn from this and how does my body respond? Yeah. And it sounds like you got to the space where you were like, okay, I'm actually working with my body and adjusting along the way. And yeah, that takes time. A year and a half. I'm so glad you said that because... Most people are like, I think some people hear that and they're a little like, Ooh, I don't want it to be a year and a half. You know, I want it fixed now. Yet at the same time, looking back now, I mean, that year and a half was, I'm guessing, probably nothing, right? Yeah. To where you are now, you're like, oh, it's worth every minute.
1: Yeah. And it's so funny too, because I feel like diet culture puts like a lot of restriction on what you can and can't have and like Mm -hmm. having good and bad foods. And during this time, like during that year and a half, I started dating my now husband. And so we were like... Going out on the weekends and we have this thing where not anymore because I have a gluten allergy, but like we would have Dion's every Sunday yeah. and I was I love beer, you know, and we yes. were going to marble and
0: for those of you that don't know, that's all our local establishments that are just like
1: incredible. Yes. <laughs> Pizza and beer. <laughs> Pizza
0: and like the best and Dion's is like a 505, that's New Mexico. Um 505 gem. If you ever make it to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and you don't have a gluten allergy, (laughs) yeah,
1: so good. (laughs) But I was living my life and still seeing results, still feeling better in my body. And that was really cool after struggling for so long.
0: Oh, I bet it was like a giant weight lifted off your
1: shoulders. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's
0: funny how like it's almost like to gain control, you have to let go of control. Yeah, and that's the kind of the the lies diet culture tells us is you have to have all these rules and control and rigidity, and that's what keeps us trapped in it. Mm-hmm. And then when we let it go, it's like, oh wow, you mean just eat? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you mean I don't have to be rigid and I can go have Dions and pizza and beer on the weekends? It's kind. It sounds so simple. But I think you're right. Our culture completely obliterates how simple it is yeah. and makes us feel like we're insecure and something's wrong with us.
1: Yeah. It's funny, like talking to women, you know, it's like, are you hungry? Yeah. Then why didn't you eat? I, it wasn't like two o'clock then. Like, yeah. Yes. Or I'm like, no, eat, you know? <laughs> but yes. yes, it's just like rewiring our brain. Rewiring our brain to not be so rigid and also allowing ourselves to tune into our body and listen to what it's telling us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Working with your body. And again, it is simple on the one hand, but when you've been ingrained in diet culture for so long, it's not. So I want to be careful because I know I just said, like, oh, it's really, you know, it's not rocket science. But at the same time, like with you, in your case, You had been through this for so long and going through different diets. Like, why would you listen to your body? You've been told over and over and over that it's not worthy of being listened to. Something's wrong with it. You're too tall. You gain too much weight. You know, like all of that. Why would you listen to it? Yeah, exactly. So what do you think is the biggest lie women tell themselves about food and or body?
1: That they are not blank enough. First of all, that they are not enough but that they are not thin enough, that they're not tall enough, that they're not disciplined enough, that they're not, you know, consistent enough, that they're not strict enough, whatever that blank is for you, it's a lie, Mm -hmm. right? Because you are enough just as you are and your body has all of the answers.
0: I love that. I love that. And I think everyone can relate to that At, at various parts of our lives. We might pick up on one or the other, A lot of it, at least in the work we do, right? It, like, shows up in women not feeling thin enough, not feeling pretty enough, strong enough, healthy enough. Yes. Um, But it's just bottom line, not enough. I love that. So good. So good. Thank you. (laughs) So we're going into this season of, like, the New Year's resolutions, and I... I have such a weird time with this year because I, on the one hand, I'm a goal setter mm-hmm. and I'm a go-getter and I love to like look at the past year. What am I going to do the next year? I make a bucket list every year. Like I'm all here for it. Yet at the same time, I can't get on board with like this pressure that, you know, now we're going to lose weight. Now this is the time that we're going to jump on the extreme diet and we're going to continue and further perpetuate this cycle. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you see this too. So what is some of your advice? Like if there's someone listening that's kind of on that fence of like, I'm going to repeat the old stuff, you know, I'm just, I'm going to try keto now, or I'm going to try, like, what would you want to say to her?
1: Oh, man, good question. So I referenced this earlier in the show that I call it your health journey, Mm -hmm. and I would let that person know that their health journey is never ending and that it's always evolving. So there's no reason to wait till New Year's to start. Like, you can start right now and start implementing those, like, healthy habits and do not get stressed out by that either <laughs> because it's like one thing a day maybe like a half a step a day as long as you're moving in that direction it's not this huge overhaul you know you don't have to go throw everything out of your pantry you know yeah. or you don't have to sign up for three new gyms like it's take a small step every day maybe it's drinking one more glass of water right baby you know? steps are big steps yeah They're and huge. they lead up to long-term sustainable habits.
0: I love that. So good. So good. And of course it's not flashy or sparkly and just like
1: (laughs) nothing of what I do is sexy. (laughs) I'm coming to that realization.
0: I I think because when I'm doing like a nutrition analysis, one of the first things is like eat more fruits and vegetables. And they look at me sometimes like, are you for real? Like that's your recommendation? Like, well, I know it's not sparkly, but it's also true. And we want to, it's almost like we want to skip the basics to go to something more extreme because we want the quick fix you know so i one thing i'm thinking of though is i in a way i can relate to women that want the quick fix because when i think of i always compare like nutrition and finances okay. and like i don't want to learn about finances i do That's not fair. yeah i don't want to <laughs> learn about it i want to know the basics of what i need to <laughs> uh, my brother's in financial advising and i'm like dude just tell me what to do right mm-hmm. But for people that are like that with our health, I don't think we can be as disconnected because it's our body we're living in, Mm -hmm. right? I can screw up my finances. Yeah, my future might not look as bright, but like I still have my health. Our health really is the real welfare. Mm -hmm. So how do you talk people into investing in themselves, both financially and their time? Like how do you get women to make that leap and help them feel like they are enough to take the time and money to invest in this
1: it's so much mindset and just coming from a place of like everybody every woman i would say every every human wants to be seen heard and loved right and understood i would add that as well and so again going back to like the you are enough Just being there for somebody, right? And listening to their story and understanding, like, where they're coming from and having empathy for that. You know, like, I get on discovery calls and women are crying because they just want somebody to hear them and understand them and, like, make space for them, right? And just, like, being their encourager, their cheerleader, and, like, having somebody in your corner Mm -hmm. because... Again, with diet culture, you really don't have anybody in your corner. Like, you have a box of special K in the pantry, <laughs> you know? Like, that special K. I know. Um, so, I think it's more about accountability mm-hmm. and, you know, coaching than anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Getting That's someone it. in your corner. I know, I love that. Which is, guess what I do with finances? Call my brother. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I am not the numbers person. <laughs> I
0: know. Like, do tell me what to do. Yeah. Oh gosh, well Dre, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thanks for being here today. Guys, if you have not connected with her yet on Instagram, your life will be better for it. She's the queen of reels. Dre, how can they find you?
1: Yeah, so I am drea.cloak on Instagram and Facebook. Well, not Drea.cloak on Facebook, Drea.Cloak Cloak on Facebook.
0: I will link all of her stuff in the show notes, guys, so you can find her, connect with her, and have her voice in your head because if you're feeling like you related to that moment when she was in the yoga room judging her body, I guarantee you having her on your feed is going to help you guys overcome some of that. So thanks again, Dre. Um, let's go. Or we're probably going to go get drinks now celebrate this. I mean, might as well. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go. If you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome food foundations, my 10-step ebook on how how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.